This episode was originally recorded in early 2023. You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony with another episode of the Pharmacy IT and Me podcast. And joining me today to talk about, you know, being a data analyst pharmacist is Dr. Stephen Toe. How are you doing, Stephen? Good. I am good. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. We're recording in the new year now, 2023. By the time people listen to this, it may be a few months down, but it's been a, a great start to the new year. And for you, Stephen, like, I, I think I met you like it was pretty early on before you even got into pharmacy informatics, right? Yes, yes. I think the way we were first introduced was when I attended summer meeting in 2019 after I graduated from pharmacy school. And I think I was, I think I connected with David Vu and then he kind of connected me to you. But even at that point, I was already listening to some of your podcasts already because I was interested in pharmacy informatics. Uh, trying to decide if that was going to be a career, if I wanted to pursue that as a career. So even back then, I already kind of knew of you. And then we we were introduced virtually by David. And then I think we met in person at CH, CSHP seminar, like maybe a year later or something like that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because like, like I met you through David Vu, of course, and David Vu is like from the other side of the country. However, you went to USC and I did too. We didn't go graduate the same year, but we went to the same school. And it's just kind of funny how we didn't meet through, you know, those alumni networking events or, or yeah. health fairs and things like that. It was just, I thought it was just pretty funny how we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been great though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I guess before we begin just for the listeners to kind of know a little bit more about you. Can you t tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, of course. So like we briefly alluded to earlier, I went and did my pharmacy school at University of Southern California School of Pharmacy. And it was during a fourth year rotation there that I did a rotation in pharmacy informatics. And that's kind of how I got into this. And after that, after I graduated, I did a PGY-1 at Dignity Health St. Joseph's Medical Center in Stockton. And after that, I did a PGY-2 in pharmacy informatics at the Cleveland Clinic. And after that, I had the opportunity to stay on as a pharmacy informatics specialist dedicated to the specialty pharmacy. And I've just recently transitioned into a data analyst pharmacist role at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, when you were in pharmacy school, like when was it that you kind of like thought about, you know, having informatics as a potential career path for you? Yeah. So I, during pharmacy school, I don't think I really ever thought about it. So the way I even discovered it was um, when I was ranking PE rotations. So I was a third year student. At that time, I was thinking, I was interning at a hospital and I was thinking that I wanted to go down the acute care clinical pharmacist route. So when I was ranking rotations at the time, I'd like to think that as a student, it's a really good time to kind of explore things because it's kind of a safe place to do that. And once, once you get a job, I wouldn't say it's impossible to transition, but I feel like it's a lot easier as a student. It's a safe place to do that. So I was looking at rotations for my electives. I was looking for rotations that I thought that, hey, I think I might not be able to experience that in the future. Pharmacy informatics was one that sounded really intriguing. I didn't know anything about it at the time, and I thought it sounded cool. So I signed up. I, I ranked it really high and ended up getting into that rotation. And after I started rotation, you know, absolutely loved it. And the rest is history. So 
I was just curious, where did you do your rotation for informatics? Because that's not really common. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Not many places offer it. I was lucky we have, I did mine at Children's Hospital Los, Los Angeles, CHLA. Yeah. So I, I did mine there and yeah, it was great. In your, you know, six rotations, like what spot was it like? What place was it that you you did it? Was it early on in your rotations or kind of later? Later. Yeah. So I think it's things have changed a little bit since maybe when you were in school, Tony. But USC, we tried. They've tried to push up the rotations a little bit so that we kind of get to have more rotations before the residency application interview period. But for me, I was taking it around like the November, December timeframe. So like right when we were like working on applications. So, so yeah, it was very convenient, I guess, because from that point I was like, I could kind of, it wasn't too late to kind of change my mind to see like, oh, you know, pharmacy informatics is something that I want to consider moving forward. So I guess I got lucky in, in that, with that. Okay, cool, cool. So, and the reason why I ask is I, I wanted to ask too about like, you know, going through didactics at USC, going through all the clinical stuff, going through all the, you know, the education, the lectures, and then like in the rotation, you're getting into the informatics side. Like, did you have any expectations or, you know, like how different was it when you got into informatics compared to like what you were kind of learning in school? Yeah, it's, it's very different. We're not just thinking from a clinical perspective, but we also have to think about like the technology perspective. And also, you know, in the informatics world, there's a lot of, there's things like change management and working with, with different teams and things like that. So um, getting to experience part of that. And I think from a didactic perspective, those are things that you don't necessarily think about or are exposed to. So that was eye-opening for me. Awesome. Awesome. So, so then you did your, you know, PGY1 at Dignity mm-hmm. and that was just the general residency before you went into informatics. So how was, I mean, everyone kind of knows about like what a PGY1 is like. So I'm just going to ask a little bit more specific about like, how did your PGY1 prepare you for a PGY2 in informatics? I think personally for me, it's, well, I, I'd say it probably applies to most people. I think it gives a good clinical like foundation to help inform, you know, how you, for example, yeah, when you go into informatics, you know, you're doing a lot of build, but having that foundation, understanding workflows, understanding, you know, how the, the medication use process and, and being like in the trenches, if you will, being boots on the ground, I guess, helps to inform your decision-making process. So I think having a PGY1 helps to prepare for that. Yeah. Okay, so was it when you went to your PGY2 informatics, was it difficult switching systems before, you know, getting into the informatics part of it? Yeah, so it definitely, I wouldn't say it was difficult because I guess even as a CERN, well, at Dignity Health, we use Cerner. Um, the place I interned at, we use Cerner as well. So, um, and the place I did my pharmacy informatics rotation, we use Cerner as well. It, it definitely was different, but I wouldn't say it was like that difficult because as a informatic uh, student in the informatics rotation, it wasn't like I was super knee deep into build. Whereas like, so it wasn't like I'm learning like something brand new, like for the second time. So going um, to Cleveland Clinic, where it's an epic, epic institution, we, for me, it was just learning something for the first time I felt like. So 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was too bad. Okay, okay, yeah. I think like I asked that only because like you know it it becomes a little bit difficult for like like for example myself, right? Like I I've been using Cerner my whole entire career. And then the thought of like going to an epic institution just seems very daunting to me because it's like, okay, all of my 10 years experience, 10 plus years experience of Cerner, now it's going to be no more Cerner and I have to learn epic from the ground up. And I, I'm always like personally like scared of that kind of feeling. So I, I was wondering like how you, you kind of felt like when you, when you were doing that, that mm -hmm, transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I had the benefit of not, not having that 10 years, you know, invested if you will, into a different EHR. So I, I, I didn't feel super invested in, in Cerner per se. But I think, you know, with your 10 years experience, I think you still bring a lot of very valuable insight, right? I mean, you know, in medication use processes, you kind of know how Cerner works. And those are things that are, you know, not just to be discounted, right? You know, you understand things like vendor loads and things like that. So just interfaces, I don't know how much reporting you do, but but all those things are I feel like things that are translatable. But yes, I can I can empathize with, you know, what may seem like a pretty daunting change. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of goes into a little bit about your PGY2 I wanted to talk about. You were talking about, you know, how things are transferable, translatable. So when you were doing your your residency at the uh, Cleveland Clinic for your PGY2 in informatics, what kind of concepts did they kind of focus on? Because, and I asked this too, because like I didn't do a residency, I went straight into informatics and it became kind of like whatever is needed for the institution at the time, I have to do it. I have to learn it. And then being in a PGY2 program, I always feel like I hear it's, you know, more structured and there is like a very strict, not strict, but, you know, organized curriculum for it. So how was yours like? And did you kind of feel like there was some flexibility or was it, you know, very structured? Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of both structured and unstructured, uh, not unstructured per se, but there is some flexibility in terms of like, you know, if you're interested in something, then, you know, Mark, who was our RPD, he was, he was a huge advocate for us. So if you're interested in something, he would try to make something, make that happen for you. But overall, I would say generally, the residency is probably a lot more structured than someone who's coming in, you know, brand new into a informatics role. So for example, we have, you know, set learning experiences for like, okay, from this week to this week, you'll be doing this rotations. And these are some of the expectations that we have for you. These are some of the learning objectives that we expect or we'd like you to kind of achieve during this time. So yeah, it, it definitely is a lot more structured compared to you know, if you were just coming in fresh and brand new. But with that said, I think informatics is kind of very dynamic. Like you said, you know, there's, it's kind of depending on what is needed by the institu institution at that time. But with that said, I feel like there's, you, no matter like where you are, there's always going to be things like med build and that's going to be happening, happening, you know, throughout the year. That's like never going away. There's always going to be clinical decision support systems that need to be built out. And that's not just going to go away. So, so yeah, I think having that structure is really nice because, you know, you, you kind of know what you're getting into. And also, I think as a resident, it's kind of a safe environment for you to, for lack of a better word, make mistakes. <laughs> uh, because, you know, that's the point of you, you're there to learn. Whereas I feel like if you're coming into it, into informatics, brand new, maybe you won't have as much grace, if, if you will. So having that structure and, and that, you know, being in that safe environment was, was great. 
I, I like what you said because I, I really feel that I, I wish I had a residency for that, that whole safe space. <laughs> yeah. Initially, my, my first year in informatics was very scary. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a very big undertaking since we were like just going live with a Cerner system from like an 18-year-old Meditech system. So right. it was, yeah, right. it, it was right. crazy. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, it, like, like I mentioned, like, you know, the preceptors are there to make sure that you're learning and you know, that, that may or may not be the case depending on what you're working on, right? And like, you, like you're talking about, like having a EHR transition, being a new employee, you know, you don't know how Cerner works. You don't really, really know how Cerner works at that time, right? So I, I, can, <laughs> uh, I can definitely empathize with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then after your residency, right, then you started to work at Cleveland Clinic, right, as a pharmacy informatics specialist. Did you have like, did you have things that you specialized in or were you kind of like more generalist? Yeah. So I was, I was, I had my finger in many, many different pies, I guess. So I was doing very base, well, quote unquote, very basic things from like medication NBC build for the specialty pharmacy. Well, to step back, I was dedicated to the specialty pharmacy, but I was just helping out with the uh, home delivery pharmacy and the adherence pharmacies, so the pharmacy that works on our compliance packages. So I was working with our pharmacies, the our meal order pharmacy team. But yeah, I was doing a lot of very different things. So things from like medication build to working within Will Ambulatory, which is Epic's outpatient pharmacy module. Since, you know, these specialty home delivery and adherence pharmacies, those are outpatient pharmacies. So I was working on those in Will Ambulatory. So building out, you know, clinical decision support stuff for them. And the specialty pharmacy, as you know, as you probably know, there's a lot of, you know, accreditation requirements. So our team documented their work within Epic. So I helped to configure the workspace. So building out navigators, flow sheets to allow, among other things, to kind of let them document their work. I also helped out with, you know, some of the automation. So they had some autom automated prescription fulfillment systems. So I was helping with that and, you know, with the interfaces to like Epic and things like that. I was also working with reporting. As you know, specialty pharmacy is, there's a lot of visibility with, with that just because it's such a high, high dollar, high revenue department within pharmacy. So there's, with that comes a lot of reporting. So yeah, I, I really was doing a lot, a lot of very different things. And I, technically my position was under the hardware department within our pharmacy team. So I was also helping out our team with like goal lives for like, you know, batch readers. You know, if a printer goes down, sometimes I go out to help them as well. If I'm on site, scanners go down to help out with them as well. So anything that was somewhat related to technology, I was kind of pulled into. So it was a great learning opportunity. And yeah, it was great. That sounds like you did a lot of the things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was very, very, it was very, very interesting. Never never a boring day but yeah i was very fortunate to be in, in that position yeah it's interesting because like I'm, I'm looking at your your linkedin and you've been there you, so you did your your pgy too and then you worked at the as a specialist for one year and two months and mm -hmm. you just said everything you did and it seems like that's a lot more than just one year and two months so <laughs> yeah and especially pharmacy stuff like i i yeah i can appreciate how how complicated that can get like were you involved too with like making sure everything that they re, you know they document and report on was like meeting your accreditation yeah so part of my role was working with like our clinical coordinator to uh, make sure that 
you know, everything that they were documenting was meeting, was meeting the requirements and the accreditation. Uh, my understanding is that it changes quite a bit. So we had quite a bit of work to kind of always uh, make sure that we were up to standard. And during my time there, I actually, they actually underwent re-accreditation during that time. So that was an interesting challenge, making sure that our reporting, our ducks were in a row, our documentation, our ducks were in a row. And, and if, if they weren't up to standard, then, you know, making sure that we had a good reason to kind of explain why we weren't um, in standard. So yeah, it was an interesting challenge, but grateful to have gone through it. Yeah, yeah. You definitely learn a lot, especially yeah. when you have to follow regulations. <laughs> yes, so. yes. And you did mention, you know, you were part of hardware development. And I, I do hear that there's a lot of boots on the ground kind of work that you did. Did you have a chance to also be like a little bit more high level, like doing like mini project management? Uh, not, not really. I think if I stayed on, they were switched. Actually, kind of. We were One of the things that I did was transitioning our adherence pharmacy, transitioning their compliance packagers. So I helped, I think, even though <laughs> I think I was kind of new in the role, um, but I was became the, I guess, de facto uh, point person to kind of make sure that everything was in, in line so that we had a successful go lives. But of course, I had very, very experienced teammates who did things that I <laughs> I don't know, like handling the servers and things like that. But I think I, I did like a lot of the build men also. Yes, a little bit of project management for, for that specific project, I guess. I see, I see. Yeah. So, so, you know, like now we're going into your current role, which is as of today, you've only been, you know, as of the time of recording, you've only been in this new role as a data analyst pharmacist for a couple of months. But I, I guess like my, my first question is like, what attracted you to this kind of role? And can you kind of explain what a data analyst pharmacist is? Yeah, so I think this answer might kind of differ for, you know, depending on where different data analyst pharmacists are working. For me, my role, it's, you know, like the name suggests, you know, it's creating a lot of reports, meeting the needs of requesting end users. So oftentimes at people in admin managers, they uh, want to gain insight on, you know, certain part of, you know, their business or clinic business operations or clinical answers and clinical question. So we kind of help to create those reports. So having a, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, an ex, like a data scientist, a level expert of understanding of SQL, but, you know, I, I think I'm able to kind of hold my own and, you know, on a somewhat intermediate level to understand SQL, understand, you know, relational databases, understand how the tables are joined and then use, using SQL to kind of uh, create those reports. Um, so that's a big part of, that's part of what I do. Um, at Cedar Sinai, we our pharmacy department uses Tableau quite a bit, um, and uh, it's a data visualization tool. Um, so you can kind of create very, very, very uh, pretty and simul visually stimulating graphs, and you know if it's done well, tell tell a very good story about you know your data. So so that's something I didn't have as much experience with when I was at the Cleveland Clinic. So that's something that I've had the opportunity to kind of learn a lot more during, especially in my first few months here. I think another thing that I do is also helping with automation of some of our tasks for, for some of our teams within pharmacy. So for example, like some of the manual work that our billing team does, you know, I'm trying to use Python to kind of automate that. I built like a web scraper to kind of automate looking at, you know, certain websites for our supply chain team. 
to kind of keep track of shortages and things like that. So I think my role is maybe a little bit different from like your typical d- data analyst with the automation piece, but uh, I think we're doing some, I've had the opportunity to kind of do some pretty cool stuff and a lot, huge learning opportunity uh, during my time here. So it's been great. That sounds really cool, uh, yeah. especially when I heard you talk about Python, because I, yeah. I, I like Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see a lot of opportunity for using u- using it at my workplace, mostly because of, you know we're lacking it. We're lacking like a Python environment that's allowed for us to be used. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's similar to the last place I worked at, and then the a third place I also worked at. So it's really interesting to hear that you have that opportunity to to use Python um, to automate. And I, I guess like I want to question a little bit more about that. Did you have Python experience before doing this role, or how did you uh, learn it? Uh, no, not not a little bit. So I think back when I was at the Cleveland Clinic, I was also learning a little bit of Python on the side. So I guess just step back, you know, the things like SQL, Python, things like that, were things I've kind of picked up on my own to, I guess, help me do my job better. Or if I think, like for example, I picked up Python because I figured that. You know, that was a more efficient way of like looking up, you know, certain things. So for example, when I was at back at the Cleveland Clinic at the specialty pharmacy, you you may know that there's a lot of websites that provide grants for certain disease states. So I was uh, trying to build a web scraper to kind of, I guess, look at those websites at, you know, a certain cadence to see like, you know, if the grants are open or closed. And then if there's a, like, if it opens, really, that's what we care about. If it opens, then I want that to like, notify me. I don't think I fully like quite build it out to be operational, but I think I got pretty close. So, so that's kind of like where and when I first, you know, picked up Python. But I think one of the reasons why I picked up Python is it handles like big data a lot better than, you know, your, your typical Excel sheet, right? Excel can only handle like so much data, but, you know, Python and R, they handle big data a lot better is my understanding. So, so that's one of the driving forces for me to kind of learn that. I wanted to learn that. And, you know, if, if it ever came to a time where there, there was an opportunity for like more big data, like a role in like big data kind of stuff, then I wanted to be, you know, somewhat prepared for that. So that's kind of why I learned Python. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Python is great for those kind of things. And I still, I still wish that we, we had some accessibility to like the, uh, environment so I could like mess around more with Python. I mean, so for people who don't know, I do the Python stuff on the side for fun and also for my side business, which has nothing to do with pharmacy informatics, but it's it's more like for fun for me. But yeah, so going back to to your role as a, a data analyst pharmacist, just 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 a question. Is your is your boss still Ben Iredell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. He was on the podcast a few years ago, so that was that was cool. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. I I did. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, so how's the team structure like for your team? Are you like one of many, or are you like the only one? How does that work with the? I know Cedars is a very big institution, mm-hmm. and so I'm just curious about like you know what's the structure like? What kind of resources of like human resources there are for your team? You know? Yeah. So my team right now we are. Our reporting arm of our must team, but basically our informatics team within our pharmacy team, we have we have a bunch of informatics pharmacists. We have a bunch. We have a, sorry. We have three informatics pharmacists, three automation technicians, and then we have three people who are dedicated to reporting within the pharmacy team. So we have two pharmacists and then one technician for our reporting team within the pharmacy department. 
At Cedar sinai a lot of the reporting and I guess Epic built is done on the EIS, on the IT side. So we do have, I think they, we do have, you know, some counterparts in the reporting uh, on the IT team uh, that we work with as well. But I don't know their, their, their structure as well, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really telling about like that, that, you know, Cedars has the ability to have those two as separate teams mm-hmm. and each team having a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, people on it. So it's, it's nice to hear. And I, I think like having that structure too allows you to be a little bit more focused in a very like limited, not very limited, but still like more of a limit than, you know, what you were doing at Cleveland Clinic. So it allows you to be a little bit more like an expert, right? Yeah, I, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. I, yeah, I definitely, with me being in solely in this data analyst role, I've gotten a lot more opportunities to kind of like start learning like things in Python. Whereas like, I think in my role before I was so busy with so many different things. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I really treasure having this learning opportunity, time to learn, I guess. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I always think about too, because like, in my previous role, I was kind of like what it was your previous role was, where it was like just doing everything. But it, it's, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it, it's it's conflicting for me because in a bigger team, I can get very good at a few things, but then now I would be unaware of the bigger picture because I'm more limited. Whereas mm-hmm. when I was like working, you know, by myself <laughs> and having to do everything, then I was like aware of everything. And I feel like I learned more, but just at the surface level. And I, I don't know which one's better, you know? I don't know, like you have any thoughts about like, is there a better one or, you know, it's like, you know, give or take? Yeah, I, I don't know if there is a better one. I will say during my time at the, the Cleveland Clinic, me being involved with build and the reporting, I think it, I wouldn't say it forced me, but it that's some like another additional layer that I think about. Because I want to make sure that my build is reportable because if not, I'm the one that suffers. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think, like you said, being involved with everything, I think, yeah, you're right. It gives me, I had a much better pulse on the team, on what management was thinking, you know, where we kind of wanted to go. So that's definitely something that was I think I was also a bit lucky because I was dedicated to just like three arms within, within, you know, all the different arms within pharmacy. So for me, it was, it was easy for me to really develop, you know, really good rapport and working relationships with the managers, the clinical coordinators, the team, and really get a good, good sense of, you know, what some of your pain points are and, and things like that. So I think in that sense, that was good. Um, I think in my current role, on the other hand, you know, I'm, I have a lot more opportunities to kind of get deeper and learn more and get better at something. So I honestly like both of them so, so far. So I, I don't know. I have a clear answer on like which one is better. Yeah. I mean, that that's the same with me as you're, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess like at this point, I just want to ask like, you know, there are students out there or maybe there's like pharmacists out there that's currently working on the inpatient side or maybe on the outpatient side, I don't know, but like people who are interested in getting into informatics, but they don't really know what they can do. So I usually ask pretty much all my guests, like what advice would you give to those people looking to kind of move into the informatics space? Yeah, I would, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think listening to this podcast is probably a good start. I mean, you have a lot of guests who are 
a lot more experience than I am and they have um, a lot a lot to offer. So I think li- listening to this podcast is a good start. Another resource that I'd recommend is Brian Fung's YouTube, video, uh, YouTube videos. He produces a lot of educational content, not just in informatics in general, but like residency, um, the, the residency application process. So for students, even if you're not interested in informatics, he has a lot of content on that. And it, it was very, very helpful for me. Other things I would consider would be like if you're an intern, you know, asking like your managers or people in the management team if you can help volunteer for projects. I I would venture to guess that most informatics teams would, you know, appreciate any help <laughs> that they can get. I, I would guess that most teams are pretty busy. They have more work than they have, I guess, time for or resources for. So I would recommend consider consider doing that, you know, reaching out to see if there's any way you can volunteer to help and get get yourself exposed to get some experience and see if this is this is this field is something that you might, you know, see yourself doing in the future. Um, I think networking is also probably something that might be helpful. So for example, the way that I got connected to Tony was through David. And that was because I was attending summer meeting and I was <laughs> adding a bunch of di- different, I was meeting a lot of people within informatics in the informatics world and adding a bunch of people on LinkedIn and, and David reached out. So that's also another way to kind of get, I guess, get different perspectives on, you know, what different people do, their experiences, get some insight from from them. So those are some of the things that I did and I and that I'd recommend. Awesome. Awesome. So if people had like, I don't know, like very specific questions for you about your role or, you know, other questions about your career path, like what's the best way that they can reach you? Yeah. LinkedIn is probably the best way. So feel free to shoot me a message and yeah, we can get in touch. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, thank you again so much for, you know, being on this podcast. I know you've been really busy. So thanks for making some time to be on the podcast. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot from you and I'll be putting your information in the show notes so that they can reach out. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was a great honor to be here. I remember remember listening, discovering your podcast when I was on that fourth year rotation, when I first discovered informatics and wanted to learn about it. And I discovered your podcast. So I'm, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to kind of come full circle and hopefully do the same for others. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.